Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 255. This week begins our return to just one episode per week, simply while we're off traveling and potentially bringing back some more interviews for this very podcast. We will be returning to two episodes per week come the middle of June, but for now, In case you're wondering where half of those episodes have gone, that is the reason why. Our guest for today's episode, however, is Matt Maltese. The indie singer and songwriter from the UK released his gorgeous fourth record last week, which is titled Driving Just to Drive. Before we get to our conversation with Matt, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with each episode and that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. Monday saw us release a brand new episode with the lovely pop duo Kat and Kamal. It is a very fun episode, so please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all of our video episodes as well. Both our YouTube and all other social media links can be found within today's show notes. Our guest today is Matt Maltese. The indie pop songwriter has been writing and making music since the age of 14 and has been prolific in his output, releasing four studio records and four EPs over the past seven years. The UK-based musician is well-revered amongst his peers, including artists like Doja Cat, Maisie Peters, BTS, and more who sing his praises. Like it tends to do, the internet uh, turned his 2017 single As the World Caves In into a TikTok phenomenon in June of 2021, and that saw his fan base just grow even larger. This last week, Matt released his fourth studio record titled Driving Just to Drive, It is a gorgeous collection of songs and a collection that he will be bringing down to Australia later this month. We were lucky enough to speak to Matt a few weeks ago about the brand new record and his impending Australian tour. We talked about his introduction to songwriting and what his process usually looks like. We had a discussion about what it's like to have fans in artists like Doja Cat, Jamie T and others And we do discuss his prolific output of music across the last number of years and whether they're working him too hard. (laughs) Details for the new record and where you can see him live are all in today's show notes. And we want to thank Bailey from Network for her help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Matt Maltese. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Matt Maltese. Hello, kind sir. How are we? <laughs> very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, whereabouts? I uh, thank you for asking. Uh, whereabouts are you joining us from today, Matt? Um, I am in cloudy Brixton in London. Yeah. 
Lovely. How has the the morning been for you so far? Um, pretty pretty standard. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go for a run this morning. It's my my sort of day off running, so incredibly relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> that is very fair. Do you? I find some people enjoy the run and find that that helps them relax a little bit, oh, but is it the opposite for yourself? No, me too, me too. But I think I found that I, I run so much as in I run like daily that actually the days off feel weirdly like a holiday now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big advocate for not exercising when you already exercise. Um, you know, balance, balance. I'm, I'm aiming for balance. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I am very. I feel very lucky that we are able to to have a chat today. Um, it's an incredibly exciting time for yourself. There is a brand new record coming out. Oh, sorry, that is out mm-hmm. now. Driving just to drive. Firstly, congratulations on this record. Thank you very much. Thanks. No, of course. Um, before we get into the the kind of nitty gritty of, of this record, I just kind of wanted to comment because as I was going through the discography today and having a look, it kind of seems like, um, well, I'm concerned that they're working, working you to death, Matt. It seems like we've had a release from you <laughs> almost every year for the past six years. Um, yeah, it's that damn contract, you know, contractually <laughs> obliged. So, um, I'm probably working myself. It's, it's more me than anyone else. Um, yeah, I really, I really, I'm like quite addicted to making albums at this point. Um, for better or for worse. And, um, yeah, I think I just feel ever since putting music out, I feel really useless when I'm not putting music out. And so, um, and I, I also feel like we all do the sort of hanging, you know, hanging from the cliff with, with one, with one hand, um, that this job makes you sometimes feel like, and, yeah, you got to just like stay, stay in the running to even have an audience and a life doing it. And yeah, I feel sort of, um, whether those are real external forces or just created in my mind is yet to be seen, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Hey, I enjoy it. Um, again, it seems to be, I, I think that there's a lot of people enjoying the fact that you are so prolific in your output that we have, being able to, I think, what was it? It was, four, this is the fourth studio record and I think that there's a, I want to say three EPs and a live EP, if I've got myself correct, but... Yes, correct, yeah. yeah. It um, For you, I guess, in terms of what we were just discussing, is it very much, and it's, we've spoken to numerous songwriters about this um, and even to to music podcasters about this, that you kind of, you're working on this thing that is your baby. It's, it's taking up so much of your time. And then the second that it's out of your hands, you realize you've, you've got nothing to do. And so you kind of just jump straight back into it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's like, it's almost like ever since exam season started in my mind, you know, at like 11, Mm. I'm, I'm constantly in this like pent up, pent up working for that moment. And then you don't have the moment and you're like, what am I working towards? And so you just start. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like a human hamster. I mean, I suppose, I suppose we all have that a bit. I think the balance that I am finding a bit more is, um, I think now that I'm, I guess four albums in, I feel a little bit more comfortable with 
the next one taking a bit longer, maybe, you know, five or six days longer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'd like to, um, I'd like to just keep making them cause it, it feels, it feels right. It feels like what I'm, what I'm, uh, useful for. Yeah. I can very much appreciate that feeling. And I would, <laughs> I, I can only speak for myself, but I would, um, very much enjoy for you to keep making music and I know others would as well. <laughs> this brand new record, Driving Just to Drive, I'm curious, mm. as we've just discussed, you, you've got a fantastic work ethic. How long between that third record did you begin to write some of the songs for this record? Um, I would say, I'd say I probably started in earnest a few a few months after that after good morning it's how tomorrow came out um i it's really christmas 2021 where i wrote um a lot of it and then i sort of went on a u.s tour so i had time to call, kind of mull over it long journeys to listen back and say that's that's good that's bad um and yeah sort of made it last last summer um so yeah, pretty, I mean, it definitely had enough space. I think like, a, for me, I do think it's nice to write, it's nice to write and then have a break between making it and writing it. Um, but I quite like to get, to just continue the writing. I think too much of a break from the writing, I often feel like I lose a, a kind of stamina. Um, <laughs> that's just my own relationship with the making of things is that I do, I do feel like, as you know, of course, real living, real life is very important and still doing that and finding a balance. But I think if I, if I'm doing like five hours a day, that's way better than like three months off and then like 10 hours a day, you know, I kind of just like it to be ticking in my, ticking over in my, my sort of daily routine. Cause it's weird, you know, it's weird to like have a job where you have to document and reflect all the time. And I think when you stop doing that for a bit, you're like, this is quite nice to not to document and reflect. <laughs> and then when you do document and reflect, you're like, oh, this is really nice. You know, like both are kind of nice. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that, um, I think people often talk about songwriting is like, it's incredible to like express your feelings. And like, of course it is. But I also see a lot of happy people who don't have that outlet. Um, and yeah, I think, I think who knows what my point is at this at this at this point, but um, yeah, both are good, both are good. But I think staying in one camp continuously works for me. Yeah, oh, look, I can very much appreciate that. I think <laughs> that sometimes, especially if you've um, this record is a beautiful kind of I, I want to say snapshot of not necessarily the past, but of mm. like normal life, if you will. That it's not a, a mm. record about the trappings of fame or whatever it may be, that this is a really kind of yeah. heartfelt home style record. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I sometimes, you know, I often feel really <laughs> lucky in a funny, funny way that I, I haven't had the kind of success that drastically changes my lifestyle. Um, and I, you know, for the most part live the same, you know, I maybe get like recognized on the tube, four times a year. But at, at the end of the day, I, I kind of still get to live 
to live a pretty normal life and I have a lot of friends who aren't in music and um and I tour but I don't tour to a point where my whole life is tour um and I do think yeah I just think that has, has allowed me to continue to make records that that feel based on on like the, the yeah just the the, the minutiae of life that you kind of don't get as much when you're like time is a thousand pounds an hour you know mm. um <laughs> it's yeah and it's funny I think I've I've experienced it writing for a lot of other people and you kind of you see some people's lives are just so uh, it, yeah they're just their time is so valuable and that can be a really weird place to write from um yeah so keep keep having invaluable time that's my, my motto <laughs> yes <laughs> how are you um I guess as a songwriter, are you someone who has inspiration hit and you, you know, you might sound a little bit cliche, but you, you pull out the the notebook, you jot lyrics down, or are you a voice memo person, or is it possibly a melody that jumps into your mind first? Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big voice memo person. I have mm-hmm. th- thousands upon thousands of them. Um, I'd say that the, the sort of balance between voice memo to actually making it quite a conscious decision to sit down and write has shifted a lot as I've, as I've been a little bit more kind of nine to five about, about this job and, and, you know, like just actually sat down at the piano every day and try and massage inspiration into happening um, rather than, yeah, like, you know, walk along the street and be like, Oh, now I have the moment and I wish I was sitting at a piano um yeah because i think we all have like a spark um that comes randomly but i think the more i allow myself to like be able to catch that spark um the better the better it all is and and that often means just like putting my ass on on the seat and being at the piano enough um yeah That's very fair. Um, I would love mm. to talk about some of the tracks from this record, if, if you'll allow me to. I wanted to um, firstly touch on, we were talking before about some of the lyrical content of this record, and I feel that you've mm. hit a very niche market with the track Mother in terms of <laughs> the, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that this one is about I guess the um, the dissolution of a relationship, but the external kind of relationships that are affected by that. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it it kind of all came from a conversation I had uh, with my with my mum about uh, about an ex of mine, and kind of just talking about her own process of of grieving um, after it you know, because yeah, your partners become close to your family a lot of the time. And, um, and yeah, it kind of also came at a point where I I was, I was probably ironically like past that journey when she wasn't, um, yeah. And so I was the comforter, um, (laughs) in that, in that conversation. And then that was just really funny. I was like, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I was meant to be the the broken hearted one. (laughs) So we kind of, yeah, it was just that really like, yeah, it had, it had sort of all the makings of a regular conversation about heartbreak, but it was just weirdly 
uh, reversed and strange and funny and touching and and that yeah that gave birth to that to that song really it was like uh, a heartbreak song but um yeah comforting comforting your mum about it not yourself yeah I, if if you'll allow me i would be really curious because it it is a very unique situation as you said the roles are kind of reversed mm-hmm. um how does yeah, that go yeah. from sitting in that moment comforting your mum to then having this this song kind of written, I guess, at what stage does it turn into inspiration for a song? Hmm. I, I think, I think conversations like that can just really stick with you. You know, you kind of, I feel like all of us, uh, our memories of, of conversations are always the, the stranger ones. Um, and the more unique, the more unique the topic was, the more, the more likely you are to kind of, come back to it a lot in your mind and I think um there was just yeah that that did just sit in my head for a while um and then I think I thought of that I think it was that lyric it was the kind of the rhyming of mother and daughter which is so simple but then the mother you'll learn to love again I know she was the daughter you never had and I just thought and that felt so sad but also kind of just like quite ridiculous um lyric to sing and (laughs) yeah I think once that was there I just it just kind of all happened it was like I was really set on making it making it and yeah a decent song and um yeah it's always it's always a a moment of of pressure you put on a song there where you where you know you have like a concept or a lyric that you feel really good about and you're like and now I have to like actually write the song and make it really good but I do yeah I do find that I respond I'm good. I'm good under pressure. Um, then I'm better under pressure than when I'm not, I think. Yeah. That's 100% fair. Um, mm. I do love that. Um, the other track I was hoping you'll, you'll indulge me in is Coward, which is another yes. fantastic track on the record. Um, for, the first thing I have to ask about, because I, and I, I apologize in advance, in my preparation, I was not able to find who because hey, it's, it's a sonically it's this gorgeous duet almost who is this other person that you're singing with on this track yeah uh, it's an artist called big pig mm-hmm. and she's an irish uh singer who yeah i've i've come across her music quite a lot and just always a fan and we've met a few times and um i sort of did some writing with her at one point and then i just wanted she has this yeah as you can here in the track she just has this incredibly intimate voice I just I feel you know there's definitely a lot of artists that do that I guess like Billie Eilish is a great example but people that make you feel like they're really in your ear um mm. and I felt like Big Pig had that um and yeah we sort of just wrote that second verse together and it it felt really natural and she's just yeah she's lovely it was great that is awesome. That is not who I was going to guess. Yeah. I had a few people in mind. Yeah. Um, and that I really... Was not... <laughs> um, the, uh, I guess from that, writing with people, um, where yeah. did the inspiration for that song come from? And I guess what do you like as... A, that, this might be a two-part question, but what do you like as a collaborator as well? Um, I mean, yeah, that song, that song existed as a half song for a while. Um, and... I think in a similar way to 
my record before, I had a song called Oldest Trick in the Book. It was it was one of those where for some reason the other half just didn't feel natural um, and it felt like all avenues had been exhausted a bit. So I find that, um, yeah, collaboration is, is kind of the is the perfect thing for a situation like that is, is when you really can't do it yourself. You know, you need someone almost. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that I've found from writing for other people a lot is that, um, yeah, the right two people together can make something amazing. And, and often I think that my own, um, yeah, it, it was almost early on in my career. I think it was almost my own ego that made me never collaborate and maybe never write with other people for myself or with other people for them. And I think as that deteriorated away and I realized how silly that, that ego was, um, I've just been able to be a part of some amazing songs and make songs like Coward better than they would have been if I had just um, been too annoyingly headstrong about it being all me. Um. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. I love that. Um, is there any, in terms of, I guess, in what you're saying, like not necessity, but having another person there to be able to help get whatever song or kind of project it is across the line. Is there anyone that you haven't worked with already that you've kind of got on a bit of a, on a bit of a wish list? Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of people. Um, there's, there's some sort of heroes of mine, especially in the UK, like Richard Hawley or this producer called John Parrish, um, like Chili Gonzalez, um, that are just people that I, yeah, I love, I love. And I, I think when I hear them talk, I'm like, Oh, I want to have lunch with that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then when it comes to, yeah, to be honest, I'm, I'm just really open. I think since, since sort of getting in a room with a lot of artists it, when it's, um, me like writing for other people, I, I think I don't, I don't, um, I kind of don't want to not know what it would 
be like if, if an opportunity is there to to sort of combine two forces i think i'm really intrigued even if i might not instinctively feel that's right it can be right you know and there's levels i'm not i'm not saying just work with someone who feels totally wrong but um i think that yeah i i think i think there'd be a lot of people i'd say yes to basically i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not uh yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a snob with it, but I definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I think the people I mentioned are, are super up there, and um, I've always wanted to work with Rostam. Just seemed like a brilliant producer, and yeah, a few other people. Yeah. Personally, out of the names that you've mentioned, I would love to hear a um, yeah. Matt Maltese and Chili Gonzalez record. Some of the stuff that he's <laughs> previously done with them. Um, with Feist uh, and everything like that, I can uh, see him working very yeah. well for yourself. Uh, yeah, I've seen him live a few times and he just, yeah, he seemed, he's got such a bright, open, like, uh, it's like a silly seriousness to his <laughs> um, attitude, which I think I've just really taken inspiration from. It's like everything is serious, but everything is silly and that allows you to just make to make interesting stuff in the studio where you don't feel, you don't feel the the fear of it being bad, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, Matt, I was mm. wondering if you'll indulge me in talking about, I guess, your first interaction with songwriting and what originally kind of drew you to, yeah, I guess, writing lyrics and, and writing music. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's a bit hazy when I think back. I know that it was like around 14. Um, I know that I, I think I did some, I did some kind of insane thing, like an inversion of like Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star or something melodically. And I like wrote that with the piano. And I think it was God awful. It was so bad. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even want to try and find it. Um, but I think I sort of remember those early things, like doing them. And I don't know, I'm a big advocate for, um, yeah, starting things when your taste is not the best it's going to be yet. I think mm-hmm. that I, I remember doing something at 14, 15 and, and thinking I was, you know, I was like God's gift at doing it just because I could do it mm-hmm. um, when really the material was, was not, not very good at all. And I think that, um, yeah, I do feel very fortunate that, that my young self was like precocious enough to, to even try it because I think that that's, yeah, I think that is the thing I do like to impart to, to, to people if they're ever like asking about starting it or like, should I start it? And I'm just like, the sooner you can start it, the better. Cause you just, you have to be bad for a while. Um, and you want to be bad when you're not too self-aware. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, cause, um, there's been a number of people that have come out, um, as fans of yourself. I know, I believe you worked with him, but Jamie T has, um, mentioned his love for yourself. I think that mm. who else did we have? Um, uh, Maisie Peters, who we've previously had on here a few times, mentioned uh, yourself. Um, Doja Cat, Phoebe Bridges, people kind of <laughs> admiring the work that you yeah. do. Um, yeah. What do you think it is about your work and that your music that is resonating with people so well? 
Oh, I don't know. That's hard to say. I mean, I feel... Um, oh, yeah. I, I think... Uh, a lot of the time, maybe uh, like lyrically, I'm 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 trying to sort of be funny, which a lot of other people um, uh, are smart enough not to try and do that. Um, so I think that, <laughs> I think that maybe that sometimes resonates. Um, who knows? Yeah, it's um, it's lovely when they do. I think there are some incredible, incredibly surprising. Um, cosigns that yeah that as you said that have happened in the last last little while i think the doja cat one especially i was just yeah i was really i mean just gobsmacked it was just ridiculous um but i think what was interesting was i think i made that second record i made that second record out of like not a lot you know i, I didn't really have any money for it i like made it in my room i I played all these instruments like with computer sounds. They weren't even the real instruments. I like mixed some of it myself. And and by all means, it's like on paper, it just should be a bad album. And I think <laughs> what came out was something that resonated the most with other people um, than anything I'd ever done. So yeah, it's um it's it's incredibly it's incredibly nice that it, that it does resonate with people it's it's a kind of it's a crapshoot though you know it's so random like <laughs> what what levels of yeah what levels of um what levels your projects reach and i think i've been very lucky that i've just had a chance to to actually continue continue working and making things and um, and I often think the more the more you're in these professions, the more the more people do just know about you. And I think a lot of a lot of the time, what's really hard is is having the faith to stay in professions long enough to like to feel irrelevant and to feel um, like it's not working, and still be like, well, I'm just going to make make something else and make something else. And yeah, I think I feel very lucky that it's kind of happened like this for me. Um, but I also feel there's every chance that I could have stopped. And that's just the, the crazy lesson in it all is like, when do you stop? When do you, yeah. When, when are you delusional? When, when are you not, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. I right, feel... It's not, nothing like the question you asked me, but yeah, I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the tangent that you went on and I feel that, there has to be an element of delusion for anyone in this kind of business because it's what we all run on yeah, in, right. in a way. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it, it's fully unhinged to think, Oh, I have something that people are going to want to hear. You know, that even that has always felt like arrog arrogant to me. <laughs> um, but like you need to do that. You need to actually be like, I, I think I have something people want to hear and, and yeah. Um, that's just a really hard first step as well. 100%. And it is, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's almost like a spectrum between wanting to be very polite and advising people, maybe they want to hear it. And then there's, <laughs> there's Kanye yeah. at the end of that spectrum as well in the <laughs> kind of Donda yeah. house. But oh, that's, yeah. 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 People are going to want a school based on my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Matt, I know a number of people who are very excited about your music. Um, uh, your Australian fans who you are, you're coming down to visit us for the first time. I believe it's a debut tour yes. uh, at the end of May, start of June. Um, firstly, have you been given any tips or tricks by anyone uh, in the industry or any friends that you have who've already been down to Australia on what you can kind of expect? Um, I haven't. I've been told the weather's really nice by my Australian friends. Um, I've been, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of friends who who are either from there or have visited a lot. And, yeah, I've just heard wonderful things about, I've heard wonderful things about Sydney, heard wonderful things about Melbourne. Um, I'm sure Brisbane's really nice too. It's just, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to just, um, to just see it for myself really. Um, and yeah, it's incredibly, I, I found it, I found it with, with America too. And that was only like three or four years in, but it's so, it's so special to go to these places for the first time and have sort of seven years of music behind you, um, that people, already know and yeah i found meeting some people after the shows even in america who had listened for four for four years and then this was the first time they could come and see me it's just it's a it's a yeah it makes for a really special night so i'm excited for the asia tour and australia tour um a lot because it's the first time too yeah 100 percent. i know that there's a lot of people excited for you is there anything we should be advising fans to expect in terms of surprises, set lists, or just is it all kind of? Um, uh, I should warn people I have a British accent. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to play a lot of music, I think. I think that that is my ambition when it's my first show and I have some, you know, a few albums to choose from. It's like I do try and make the set uh, long enough that I play everyone's everyone's favourite. But, yeah, I'm not making too many promises because I can never play everyone's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Have, are you, do you find that you have to explain that you're British? Are people surprised by the accent when oh, you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. In America, it's a real thing. I don't really? know if it'll be the same in Australia. It probably won't. Um, you guys are probably... Um, very onto the fact that I'm British, but in America it feels like because I think because sometimes I I have sung in this like mid Atlantic accent um, mm-hmm. that it's um yeah it is surprising I've I've had multiple times where I I talk after the first song or the second song and and I can hear people being like oh my god he's British <laughs> which is so funny it's so good it's like when Mumford and Sons won a Grammy or something and it was like a huge Twitter storm because everyone was, <laughs> thought, they, thought they were from like the South in America. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm, um, well, yeah. Yeah. hopefully people are onto the fact here in Australia. And if not, hopefully it is a nice surprise yeah. for them when you yeah. are. We're going to put warnings up outside the venue and stuff. So they'll definitely know. <laughs> um, lastly, Matt, we would usually ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's on um, high rotation for yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I am actually listening to a lot of T-Rex at the minute. Um, and what else am I listening to? I always listen to Aldous Harding. I'm just kind of obsessed with Beautiful. her music. Um, so a lot of the new album, Warm Chris, 
and yeah yeah so i was always on the spot and like god i'd never listen to anything and then i, to, <laughs> I think after the interview god i could have said that and that and that um but yeah those are two definitely no look two very solid choices um and thank you for sharing them both with us matt um congratulations on the brand new album it is driving just to drive it is out right now uh anyone can who's listening to this podcast will be able to find it in the show notes and details on where they can see you in australia later this month but again matt thank you so much for your time thank you simon take care